day that Nikki and I recorded this conversation, she sent me some throwback pictures from almost 12 years ago. A picture in Yupi Diliman's famous chocolate kiss. Nagmeet tayo para lang magmeet because we had all the time in the world, she said. Nikki and I were both hosts aside from students in college. We shared some classes together and usually exchanged big-eyed glances and giggled at silly words together like cumbersome or smritty. So listen to this fun catch-up on careers, being a fluffy cloud, being a mother, and what it takes to not take yourself so seriously. All in this episode of Mother of Fact. All well in in my office for like a huge chunk of us are all moms. Oh, and wow. soon to be moms. And parang super mom. It's like a super mom group. Wow. Wow. A super mom group. I'm like so a happy. Super mom division. Yeah. This is like your tribe. Do you still work at the bank? I do. Wow, you never I left, know. Nikki. I never left. Like you never left. I'm like eight years at it now. Holy smokes! Are you gonna retire in this business? Well, I don't know, but um, could be. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, um, oh hmm. it was a pretty interesting adventure, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of pretty interesting adventure, I think that's also what I would call our time, to, our short stint together in college. Um, I don't know if you have these things as a mother, but you sort of recount the past a lot and get nostalgic a lot and I will admit that I really didn't have a lot of close friends in college like I don't I don't get people sometimes when they hang out with their college friends because I didn't have college friends and so when I think of college it sounds so sad but when I think of like college and friendships like you are at the top of that list Oh. And yeah, and it's it's, it's okay. You don't have to reciprocate it. It's okay. No, it's, I do. It's... I hosted your wedding. <laughs> I know, you I know. About? I know. But yeah, it's just it's funny to me that I didn't have a lot of friends in college, but like you you were okay. Like yeah, having having you as one of the few was fine. Because you were so weird, Nikki. And that was like one of the things that I loved <laughs> about it. <laughs> because like off the get-go, it was just weird and I loved it. But yeah, so an, a little introduction, you know, Nikki Veron Cruz Castillo. Um, uh, she, when I met you, you were a host. You were a fellow host. So you and I were working in college. We were both you know, getting made up for the camera and we would use our voice to talk and convey messages. And was that your first job? Um, yeah, it was my first job. I re- remember, Ricky, we had one of those speech calm classes and it was your first time that you were about to head out after that particular class. I forgot, it was like speech calm. Um, I don't know. I forgot one of our professors going to kill us, but um, it was an ES and you said to me, Nikki, I'm going to go to this interview, this audition. And um, after that, uh, you know, it's about, you know, like UAAP. Did I? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to be amazing. And you were like, oh, I will let you see how it goes. And then you left early because you, know, you had that audition. And I remembered that, that you were like, any tips? I was like, no, what's, you're going you're gonna to ace it. It's going to be fine. And then voila, look at you, girl. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember it. I remember. I'm just trying to remember who our prof was. She was really tall, and she said she liked Coke a lot, Coca Cola, <laughs> not anything else. But yeah. And then it's amazing said, how you have this memory. Well, it's amazing. It was, like, it was a fun time. So you know, you have to keep those yeah. treasure chest. Wow. So she liked Coke. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she was tall, really nice. Um, prof that we had, and she didn't like, but um, when we would say um, okay, so she'd be. I think it was a speech comp class where it was more of diction and you know teaching us how to speak without using um. So think- we were be very wary about it. it. Was different from the other class about religion, but we had that class about religion <laughs> where we got the smriti bit yes. with I- Irish Planes and Hannah. Yes. We were all together there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Wait, okay. You, you guys are gonna. That think. was another class. <laughs> that was another yeah. class. Don't mm-hmm. you just love UP education? It took us everywhere. It took us everywhere. And aside from Speechcom, where we actually first time met was in archaeology too. What was that? But yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the basement of of um, basement. Palma Hall. This we were like a slew room. of random people. And I remember you and Martin. I was like, oh, you had long hair then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you and Martin were at one corner. And, well, we couldn't talk to you until there was something that happened where I found <laughs> you, you right there. next to me. And I was like, oh, why are you right next to me, girl? Oh, that's and right. We've yeah. up. Oh, wow. This is so <laughs> weird. And I do remember that one time I fell asleep in class. Mm. And... Like, you know the type that you're like, and you're like, you fall asleep and you're like, and then you slowly open your eyes. And then I could see you guys like all looking at me. And I think one, one of our classmates flipped out a phone and he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I do the same. But yeah, those were like fun, like chunks of random memories. Oh my gosh. I just remember Weird you being enough. so so encouraging and so warm Weird. and so motherly. Just so motherly. Oh, just oh so I love that. all the time. I love just that. A, a positive yes. person. That, oh, oh, my gosh. Wait, so that was your first job? Yeah, that was my first job. Mm. I was, I hosted a tech show for, all, for I think, 10 years. Yeah, I hosted a tech show back in the day. Wow. Back in what, the day. What was it called again, Nikki? Convergence. Yeah, so it was an IT show because back in the day we didn't know much about like tech technology. Or IT. Can you believe yeah. it? Okay, I know it's strange <laughs> that you had to watch TV to learn more about IT. What all the latest phones, all the latest cars, etc. And I was juggling that with school, with university, and and yeah, that was the start. Of course, after a few years, like ten years, um, why would you want to watch it about? you know, tech on TV. The internet killed it. So it had <gasps> a very timely death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when social media came about, as in, nandun ako sa launch na, oh my gosh, my 3G! Yung mga ganun. <sighs> so we would cover all those, um, we'd cover all those uh, big events here in the Philippines mm-hmm. and slowly, you know, if, well, we were TV, so um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, sustainable yeah. it died it died a timely death so by the time that everybody had smartphones and access to cheaper smartphones and mm-hmm. internet mm-hmm. parang okay na yun. so that's the time when i had to i felt like okay it's about time to uh, retire what yes wow 
were you were you like super matek na talaga? Did you carry it with you after that show? Did you grow like a fondness for the innovations? Well, I'll be honest. Um, I wasn't really a techie person to start mm-hmm. off with. Mm-hmm. I was a language major, European language major in French, minor in speech communication. Mm-hmm. Nothing about technology. Everything had to be learned. So um, I had to learn everything. And with that, of course, I was around 18, 17 when I started. Mm-hmm. And you had to you you had to cover these events with beat reporters, IT beat reporters. They were people who'd write for not only websites, because more of newspapers and television. And I had to learn everything. And I started to love it. Mm. That's how it was. I started to love it. And then I started to understand it. And Mm. it still is a part of me. But I'm not like your usual techie person. So I'd come like fan, like there would be people who would watch the show and they'd yeah. be like, Nikki, can you fix this? And I'm like, let's try together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was more of that. It was more of information rather than the electrical engineering approach or comsci approach to it. Yeah, yeah. After you you felt like it was time to switch to another another job what was going through your mind what were your options was it why didn't you look for like another related field well i i think i kind of had this epiphany it's probably it's not shared by a lot i think i realized that doesn't necessarily mean or guarantee that just because you're long in the parang in the industry parang your net worth grows depends on your hustle actually Mm -hmm. really is that and I, I realized that I wasn't a, uh, a social media type of person. I, I didn't know how to like market myself well to that extent that I just didn't know. It was mm. just not part of me. Or I just wanted to host a tech show and that was basically yeah. it. And and if it was something else, I felt like, man, it's just not me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... I always try to be as genuine to myself as possible because I feel like I'm so transparent as an individual that if and that's what I represent. Like I, I I'm very proud of the 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 how but some people are really good at it and, and, mm. and I admire that. But as for me, I couldn't properly or how do you say gracefully transition into social media content? And I was thinking to myself, well, you know what? Might as well try something else. So I was taking my MA in art history. This is a funny story. In UP din. Sabi ko may kaya art history. Something I history. The bang layo. What? Who is she? So parang I was at my second year, and then I was contemplating what I should do next because the show is about to die its natural death. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, hmm. Oh, apply kaya ako sa mga foundations ng mga banko. Baka kasi may mga, like, especially like the bank I work for, the financial institution that I work for, they have a very strong foundation for They support the arts. Marami silang mga, what do you call this, social corporate responsibility type. Okay. So I was like, oh, I should submit my CV here. Baka makatulong ako. Lo and behold... I was absorbed into not the foundation, but the bank itself. <laughs> and they were saying, um, Miss Veron Cruz, oh, maybe you should, uh, are you interested in being like a relationship manager? And I'm like, 
relationships and managing. Sounds like they make sense. Okay, sure. Lo and behold, I didn't know it was like a lot of math. A relationship manager deals with a lot of math. Yeah, because basically you are the representative of the bank to your clients. So whatever they need, especially now that I work in private banking, Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, investments and, you know, all of that. But there's a lot of computation and financial math and science behind it. And I was Are you enjoying? Did you enjoy? Well, you've been there eight years. You're probably enjoying it. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was like, what did I get myself into? But let's try it out. If, well, so I just like dove into it. I ended up being in corporate banking for four years. And then I said, well, I won't get to use this knowledge until I have my own company, if I ever will have it. So might as well go to something more personal. And I got Mm -hmm. into private banking, which dealt more with investments, etc. And yeah, I'm enjoying a lot. So it's, it's something that like, you have to be licensed and certified, take all these exams and, you know, a bit crazy but then well it kind of worked out like I've always described myself as a fluffy person yeah but apparently like yeah like what what are these mappings <laughs> okay gross or net <laughs> let me absorb this information <laughs> hmm, what's happening to the market Nikki well, but yeah oh yeah so that's it, it was a lot of information it was I, I guess how I see it was it was something that I had to learn it was a very, um, it was a pretty long process of absorbing and questioning myself. Like, why did I get myself into this? And finally embracing it and owning it. So, yeah. Wow. So there's no more doubting now, right? You're way there's, past that. There is still doubts here and there once in a while. But then I guess I take a step back and then I look at how far I've come. What? And then the good thing about uh, being in corporate is there are numbers to back up your your accomplishments. Oh. So you feel like, okay, but this is the tangible proof that you're actually working well. So in, in a way, like let's say social media, you have your number of likes, a number of followers yes. that sometimes make you feel like, oh, it's a good But for, for this side, I guess it's more of the output base that, Oh, okay. I was able to bring in this and was able to hit my targets, and yeah. it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was just about to say because, like, you mentioned social media and people who work in social media, and there is the tendency to sort of base your self-esteem on the number of social media pings that you have. So whether that's you know likes or whatever insights that it is. It's different when that's taken away from you, Bigla, when you're so used to it. Like when you were working 10 years, right, in conversions. Mm -hmm. And what you knew as accomplishments or success meant, you know, nailing a script or, you know, getting as much views or, you know, Mm -hmm. sponsors coming in to fund your show. It changes and you have to learn how to change with it. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Isn't that crazy? I remember, like, at one point, I was so proud of, like, of course, you're, you're accomplished that from where the 10 years that I worked there, you know, you had awards that, um, I don't know, how you had some sort of validity 
Diba? Mm. Na parang, wow! Awards ako dito, guys. Magaling ako. Kaya ko yan. But then, when you get to another arena, you feel like, snap, I have to like start all over again. Back to zero. Hindi siya mag-equate to anything. Hindi ka special. Ika nga. Parang, okay, um, when we step out of our office hours, sure, you are who you are. But here, we're all on the same boat, guys. We all have to paddle and... Mm. It's nice that, parang nice to know, pero hindi ka special. So hindi siya really, relevant dito. Hindi siya relevant. So parang, uh-uh. you really, I, it was a very humbling experience. Because I started in banking at around 27, 28. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 26, 27, 28, around that period. And and I remember, cla- I had, not classmates, classmates, colleagues <laughs> that were just fresh graduates. And they mm. were all economics graduates or business admin, ma, something mm-hmm. ganyan, banking, finance, whatever. And I I was like probably almost 10 years ahead ahead of them by age. But then, lahat kami kayo the same way. And I was also a junior officer. So parang kahit siguro in another platform, you would be like established. I really had to start from scratch. Kasi wala siyang, it doesn't equate to any position when you move corporate. What I want to know is how this experience, you say that, you know, it was humbling and everything, but did it prepare you for motherhood? Oh, I don't think anything prepares you for motherhood. Uh-huh. You can read all the books. You can talk to all your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even ask your mom or your, your grandmother or your mm-hmm. aunts, but nothing really prepares you for it everybody or every mom has their unique experience like um yeah it was it was really a roller coaster ride because i'm sure both of us we both both got pregnant during the pandemic right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your youngest is 20 2020 or same so elvis was 20 oh shoot <laughs> Oh, 2020. So, the okay, okay. okay. So, oh. so was the pandemic crazy talaga. So, yeah, yeah, whole yeah. different ballgame. And nobody knew what to do. Like, all the mothering tips that you could get. Everybody could see each other. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. It was it was intense. Nothing really prepared. It can give you the siguro the grit and resilience because mm-hmm. it's pretty intense then in the corporate world. But yeah, nothing really prepares you for that. Yeah, I I was just thinking because you know nobody sees um, the amount of work that we put in to keeping little humans alive, and nobody will give you like a badge for it or will give you a raise for it. Or we'll just acknowledge it because nobody's around but you and the baby. And so, have you ever stayed at home after? Did you stay at home for a while? Yes. Um, I was at home for, we have three months um, maternity leave. But I had Hmm. to extend one more month because Elvis had a complication when he was born. And uh, it was pretty traumatic, to be honest. Like, um, Jago and I went through like like hell talaga kasi there was we were about to get discharged and um just a quick run through of it and elvis well well i just got on the car suddenly stopped breathing what yeah we no idea so 
I stopped breathing. I had buti nasa ano pa kami driveway. So I had to tell Jago like he's not breathing. So Jago had to run, take him from me because I was CS and ran to urgent care and I had to run after him. Newly sewed, sewn up. So yeah. parang and they were like CPR reviving him and you know the longest 5 to 10 minutes of our lives that we thought that we were going to lose him and he was gray Ricky like he was gone and you know we were at the point that any moment the doctor could come and just say like um sorry we tried our best parang ganung levels and uh, after 10 minutes they um inserted a respirator and para siya turn on but they had to monitor because of the 10 5 to 10 minutes that he was out they had to monitor ba- brain damage and everything mm. and what happened was um i he was in the ic the niku for two mm. weeks so just wow. to find out what went wrong basically it was the long labor and the cord coil that like um i was in labor for 32 uh, 32 hours and he wouldn't come down yung pala, he, they couldn't find na nakapulupot pala yung umbilical cord around oh. his neck and he kind of like mildly choked para siyang like say if you if somebody drowned and they were revived you have to be under observation for 48 to 72 hours to see if there is any seizures that could trigger you to stop breathing so basically what happened to him was he kind of drowned before he came out and then Mm -hmm. after that they didn't detect the seizures so he had a seizure when we were out and you can't really see it because when newborn gumaganon talaga sila mm-hmm. yung parang nag uh, ano sila like, like they have this that sort reflex. of yeah reflex so mm-hmm. yung pala it was a, some sort of seizure and they only detected it when they observed him for like 24 hours na may this machine on his head and yun he was on anti-seizure meds for one year and because of that I had to request for an additional one month Leave, Grabe, which, one month lang. So three months plus one month. Yeah. And yeah, one month leave. Yun yung downside with corporate because mm. walking oras mo eh. Yeah. Um the blessing there was in a way the it was pandemic 2021. Mm-hmm. So we were mostly work from home. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So a long period. I was able parang yung first year niya, talagang full on bahay mode lang ako. So that was good. That's that was so good. That was good. So I'd be working, but I mean, in a few seconds, I'd be right next to him. So that was a good period. Ang perfect ng timing, no? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we were New Zealand or like Switzerland, they would have given two years, like, yon. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god. Canada, gosh. two years. Yeah, two years of like just like make yeah. sure this human is healthy, happy, and you know. Yeah. Okay, by the time you wow. head back to her. I'm Plus, so happy. I'm so happy oh. that Elvis pulled through. Yes, he did. My goodness. It's a daily blessing. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even know. We I didn't know, know how to, like, go to, to, you know, it's always yeah. usually a conversation, but yeah. it's hard to, like, type it all out. And, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know how to express it. So, yeah. I think yeah. this is the first time we really talked about it. Aww. D- did anything change after that, perspective-wise? Oh, yeah. There was trauma. So because of that, you have postpartum depression and you have 
post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's like a comparang para siyang, um, and it manifests later because you're still in a fight or flee mode, pa, fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. So hindi ka muna nag-iisip. You don't think about yourself. You just want to make sure, oh, he's okay, he's alive mm-hmm. because you already experienced him lifeless. Mm-hmm. So you just wanted everything na maging okay siya. Till he was around eight or nine months. That was the time when I could feel like, oh, I'm going through something. I'm feeling extremely low. And parang, I guess, because your system, your your body realizes na, he's okay na. Nagre-react na siya. Ano na siya. He's, he's, he's healthy. He's okay. So, slowly, your body is 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 manifesting the trauma na. Mm-hmm. Kasi nga, okay na siya eh. So, Uh-oh. ito, nalalabas na ako yung mga it was a lot of reflection because I couldn't point a finger to why I was feeling so down. And uh-huh. and of course, Jago could notice it. And he was just like, parang iba ka. You're usually so fluffy and happy and light. And then suddenly, you're like this dark cloud. What's going on? You know, let's talk about it. And, and because he said that, I started like reflecting. I was like, oh, I know there's something going on. And and. We were just alone. It was just Jago and me. Oh, yeah? yeah? We had no help? We, we had, yun nga, yung pinaka-kasambahay namin na isa taking care of Elvis along with us. So, it was just the three of us, but we didn't have, like, the support, extra support of family because they were all abroad because of the pandemic. So, wala kang magpagtanungan na, is, is he okay? Is everything okay? So, parang, I guess, feeling alone and not, and, the medium of chatting and FaceTime can only do so much. Yeah. It can't it can't fill in the physical presence of let's say um family mm-hmm. to support you. So I you know the the mom the mom community of mm-hmm. even your friends. You we couldn't because it's in the middle of a pandemic. Eh. Yeah. Um so wala talaga I'm feeling a little bit down. You couldn't really say that because you know, it's kind of difficult. I mean, especially with me as a person, but I'm not really in, in the whole expressive on that note. Of, and fluffy, of, like, ka eh, ba? <laughs> I'm fluffy, yes. Fluffy ka eh. So, how did you pull through? Yes, it was more of realizing that oh, okay, I need I needed help and I needed to talk to somebody. Na I listened to one of your episodes about like anxiety and mom mom anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And she did say there that you know um, when you ask for help, like psychiatrist or a counselor, it's not really it's like a third party. Mm-hmm. That's because I I think about. Um, anxiety and depression para siya basura in a way mm-hmm. and these these pent up emotions if you like just disclose them to your partner they could just take it parang yung basura nasa kanya naman kasi mm-hmm. iniisip din niya yung kinukuwento mo so you need somebody who has no vested interest in your personal life and it's just there to listen diba mm-hmm. so yeah. they won't bring you don't bring home the basura. How do you say it? Right? The negative emotions. It's thrown out there. Even with your friends. Because your friends or some family members, cousins, sisters, uh, brothers, um, kuyas, uh, moms, dads, lolas, lolos, they don't really live in your house. It's more of, if you, you know, when you tell them, they're outlets. 
Mm. versus if you just keep it pent up during a pandemic pa na kayo kayo lang that energy becomes you know negative then so so that's that's when i guess i i, I decided to oh i need to talk to somebody na just to just an outlet lang and mm. yun that helped a lot and from then on parang sinabi din na oh you're so self aware and when i realized yeah. it oh maybe i just needed somebody to talk to parang ganon you just mm. need to let it out you just need to verbalize it and then it's energy that's out and it, i started getting better i think that was it that was the trigger point maybe ask really really have to ask help yeah but the office meets mo hindi mo mapagkwentuhan kasi you're all separate <laughs> you're all separated diba yeah wow i mean you did take speech communication classes so it should be no stranger to like vocalize things and verbalize things right but it's nice that you you found it and it made you feel a lot better. Yeah. I guess you should really, like for new moms, don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's it. Because, you know, there's always like this pressure of doing it all and being it all. Mm. And I feel like that is an invisible pressure that makes you feel like you can't be vulnerable because you are it all for your kids. You're mm-hmm. it all for your husband and you don't have to be. You can always just unload and just keep, you know, it's it's really an effort of trying to be the best for your family, but without compromising your own mental health and your own, you know, self-love. Yeah. Wow. Self-love. It's quite intense. Yeah. Where are you right now in your your motherhood journey? Um. So Elvis is two and a half. Wow. He's two and a half. Starting. You've been a mom for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. I think the wonderful thing about being a mom is that you your heart grows. Your heart grows, and when you're single and when when you're just by yourself, mm-hmm. you think, "Oh, this is it." And then a whole part of you grows, and you feel like you're growing with them too. Mm-hmm. You're learning. You're becoming a different person. You're still the same person in some aspects, but it's always, uh, I guess, how do you say it? Rediscovering yourself and rediscovering love. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess as a mom, yeah, I'm a two, two and a half year old mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that you're the kind of person who doesn't mind just learning all the time. And I love that. I get to rediscover you after so many years of of not being able to talk to you and of spending college together. Do you mm. have any advice for mothers who maybe, you know, wanting to be a cloud just like you, who are just like in constant learning, who want to transition properly? You know, what what advice do you have? Well, I guess it's always like my husband and I were like we're filled with humor mm-hmm. and I feel like we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously and we have check and balances like he says you're, you're kind of serious to me. <laughs> so it's not like you're goofing around all the time but you try to look at the funny parts and the lighter parts of of being a mom and the the humor that your kids bring into the family and into your daily discourse with yourself because i always think like oh man this 
you know and then and then it becomes pleasant and funnier like it's a pleasant adventure it's crazy but it's pleasant because you always see the smiles on their faces and all the stuff that they're up to and you're like mm-hmm. oh my god what are we doing today or what mood are we into today like why what's going on explain yourself mm. <laughs> but then yeah but i don't take myself too seriously even as even as a mom i'm always like And I guess that protects you from from being too hard on yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. And then your kid kind of takes, doesn't take himself too seriously too. Para, I'm oh, so excited okay. for Elvis and this life he's going to have. He's just like fluffy all over. But oh, he's not. It. He's not as like smiley, smiley. He's more of the rock star, serious type. <laughs> he's like, why are you so serious? Why don't you smile? And she's like. <laughs> I love it. I'm so oh, yeah. excited. I'm so excited for him to grow up. I bet you can't wait yeah. to have like actual conversations with conversations. Him, yeah, because <laughs> you know what's going on in his mind, right? Yeah, and you finally yeah. get the conversation, and you guys ha- share humor, and you're like, yeah. Oh, There's this period where I was explaining stuff to him, like so, Elvis, because let's not because like so I speak to him in Tagalog. It's mm-hmm. it's it's because Ding-a-ling. I wanted him. Sabi ko kasi, uh, I wanted him to learn how to speak Filipino first, mm. and then springboard to any other language. Because Filipino, it's like um, it's like a universal plug as a language major. Parang pag nagsalita ka ng Tagalog first, everything else is easy. That's why we're so good at being, you know, like learning French, learning German, learning English, because we start off with the phonics of Tagalog. Is mm. talagang wala siyang long a, so mm. kahit ano. Yeah, universal plug. So that was what I was planning with Elvis. So yung yeah, Elvis, dito kasi yan, hindi dapat natin sinasaktan si Tweedy, that's the cat. And he got giggle kasi. So I was like, explaining to him, explaining, explaining. And he looks at me and he goes, Haba? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, ano man? Sa bagay, ang haba nga naman ang explanation ko, oh, di ba? Oh, wow. And he was just like, Haba? <laughs> So, these she has his sense of humor. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You're going to do an amazing job. Likewise, Ricky. You and Diego. Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time to humor me and talk about you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, you, I had you. so much fun um, catching up. And Likewise, thanks for having me and being interested in my change of career. Always in your banking? Oh, please. I think about it all the time. I'm really? I'm in banking. <laughs> I know. She's probably banking. computing. Oh, yeah. interest rates just went Love up. It. I wonder how Nikki's doing. Oh, A couple Nikki. of banks just crashed. <laughs> how is that helping me? Well, you know what, Ricky? Mother of Fact is proudly an Anima podcast. Check out other great content by following Anima online at AnimaPods on Twitter and Instagram. Digging the podcast so far? Leave a rating and don't be shy to record a voice message for me. You might just end up in the next episode. Click the link in the description or hit me up online. It's at Ricky Flow.